It's season two. Welcome to season two. Remember when we were at that point where we weren't sure if there was even going to be an NFL season? Well, guess what? There's an NFL season and it's happening right now. So Not Your Average Cheerleader is back. Hey, everyone. My name is Ashley Gibbs, and I'm your host of another episode of Not Your Average Cheerleader. That's right. Here we discuss everything NFL football related, from the players, to the game, to the injuries, to even the contracts. So sit back, listen in from a female perspective who secretly loves the game. And let's dive into this conversation and get started. I'm just so excited to be back for season two, everybody, because I remember in season one, the entire time we were like, is there going to be a season? There's not going to be a season. Are there going to be fans in the stands? What's going to happen, Ashley? No one really asked me that. But still, I asked myself that and I shared it with you all. And there's a season. I The joy I feel right now knowing there's a season happening. Am I happy with week one's results? No. Did I join fantasy football this year? Yes. So how about this? Let's just get into some fun topics and talk about some results. As you all know, um, there's been some crazy changes to the lineup. I mean, down to the second you had teams that were dropping players, releasing players, trying to figure out who they were going to start. And then quick fire topic, because I did that last season, that's not going anywhere. Patriots agree to start Cam Newton first. I know you guys are like, we know Ashley, we watched the game on week one on Sunday. I'm aware, but I just had to let you know how like hype everyone was. I didn't have any doubt in my mind that they were going to start Cam Newton. I didn't have any doubt in my mind they were going to choose him over Stiddy and Ho-Ho, I think is his nickname, Hoyer. So, <laughs> so I'm just super excited to go over those results. And again, if you have any wonderful comments or feedback, feel free to share. Don't forget to subscribe. Follow this podcast because we're here all season long, everybody. All season. And I admit, I'm just going to, you know, get right into it because I have a lot to say. But <laughs> week one, remember I made some projections? I wish I had that audio for you guys. I would play the whole thing back, but we both know you don't want me to do that. But if you go back into season one or if you follow season one, I made some week one projections, right? I did the game for Texans versus the Chiefs, Jets versus the Bills, Packers versus the Vikings, Dolphins versus the Patriots, Bucks versus the Saints. Um, I also did Cowboys versus the Rams and Bears versus the Lions. I know you guys know I am a 49s faithful fan. I did not project my own game. I know, fail, right? How could I do that to myself? I looked at my notes and I realized... I didn't even put a projection on my own game. I'm glad I didn't because I would have been wrong. We'll get into that in a second about how I feel about that. But yeah, I just, I don't know how I forgot to do that. Why didn't y'all remind me? Why didn't y'all DM me or something? I don't know. Anywho, um, let's just get right into how we feel. I want to premise this week one results, matchup results with, I feel like the quarantine and the canceling of preseason has tremendously leveled the playing field for all the teams we never expected to win anything. I know, I know, I know. But when I go over these results, y'all are going to be like, okay, that makes sense. I really feel like it's anybody's ball game. 
Not everybody had the same amount of practices and learns. So yeah, it's completely leveled the entire playing field. So I mean, I was shocked by some of this. Now, I, to be fair, I'm in a fantasy football, you know, league. Shout out to my fellow fantasy footballers and those in my league. Um, and we're in a little group chat and it's quite funny. Um, it's really entertaining. I was in there just dropping all kinds of bombs because I felt some kind of way about the direction that my fantasy football team was going. Let me be clear. If I was a coach and I could talk to every last one of the players on my team, and I'm going to go over who's on my team, you know, at the very end of this podcast, I would totally, totally be such like, um, you know, I don't even know. I would I would just be really, really like Bill Belichick-ish, so to speak, with my team. Say what you want, whatever. I made a joke saying I am the Bill Belichick of fantasy football. I'm going to take players on my team that people will be like, Ashley, why would you draft them? They're not going to do anything. And I'm going to turn them into winners. And let me tell you, those results for some of them were great. And we're going to dive into that a little bit later. I know y'all are like, I'm eager to see where she's going to go with this. I am too. <laughs> Because I have notes, but I'm partially winging it. So just so you know, today's podcast episode is brought to you by the workout that I did earlier. I did a workout at 6 a.m. this morning and I feel energized um, and I just wanted to dive into this. I know I had coffee earlier. I had a nitro cold brew vanilla sweet cream coffee and it was delicious. But let's get into these week one game matchup results. So Texans versus the Chiefs. Y'all already knew it was going to be the Chiefs 100%. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey and company, all of them just dominated the field with what they took in. It was crazy ridiculous, those results. That game was Thursday night. It was the kickoff to the entire season. Shout out to the Chiefs for how well they played. They're already starting consistent. Like, I know that sounds weird, but they're already pulling from how they played last year and what really showcased how they got to the Super Bowl. I'm just being neutral right now, you guys. I'm still a 49ers faithful fan. Do I still feel some kind of way about the Chiefs? Yes, of course I do. But anyway, moving to the next game, Jets versus the Bills. I know everybody was iffy about the Jets. Bills came in and definitely, definitely won. And I projected that it was going to be the Bills. And I was right. I Bills was the team last year to keep your eyes on. I still think you should keep your eyes on that team this year. They were looking kind of good. I'm telling you right now, some teams are going to really pull from the consistency they had last year. Packers versus the Vikings. Remember when I said, do not write out Aaron Rodgers. I wish y'all could see me right now with my hands. I said, don't write off Aaron Rodgers. He's got something to prove. I said that all last season, which was literally like two months ago. I said that the entire time. I was like, hey, y'all, don't write off Aaron Rodgers. Why is Madden disrespecting Aaron Rodgers? Why is the NFL Top 100 disrespecting Aaron Rodgers? Well, guess what Aaron Rodgers did? Came back, showed out, won that game, reminded everybody of why he's great. And that's a great start to the season. If he's going to teach um his backup, Jason Love, anything, he's going to teach him, hey, this is how it's done. And then you have the Dolphins versus the Patriots. I projected the Dolphins. Don't judge me. And I am not ashamed to admit that I was wrong. Patriots, Cam Newton, number one, came out there and said, I don't know why y'all are stretching. I'm not throwing any of you guys the ball. He ran for two touchdowns rushing, 155 yards. This guy complete. I should have start. Okay, I'm going to get to my fantasy football in a minute. Let me hold that because I did draft Cam Newton on my fantasy football team. 
The mistake I made was not starting him because he beasted in that game. He is really taking advantage of every opportunity he has when he steps out on that field. He even found Julian Edelman at times. Shout out to him. He got me my 13 points on fantasy football. I can't hold it, you guys. I got to talk about it. It's all together. And so I'm like proud of Cam Newton, even though I didn't go with the Dolphins. I didn't know how long it was going to take him to adjust to that new offensive style, to that new playing style. To But it seems like not much has changed. They expected him to run the ball, and that's exactly what he did. Now, to be fair, the Dolphins' defense wasn't as strong as I thought it was going to be. I'll be more interested considering that next week, the or this week, Sunday, the Patriots face the Seattle Seahawks. I'm very going to be interested to see how his running game is going to be considering that's a very much stronger defense than what was before. I'm going to go ahead and throw that out there. Feel free to send it back. Because that Seattle defense is no joke. So I don't know if Cam's going to be running as much. He's really going to have to work to find Julian Edelman a little bit more. He does have two other rookie wide receivers. So it'll be interesting to see how they perform this upcoming Sunday. So keep your eyes peeled for that. So I was wrong. It was the Patriots who won that game. Bucks versus the Saints. I know what you guys are going to say that are listening to this. I don't know why, Ashley, you even voted for the Bucks. You know that the Saints are the better team. You know the Saints aren't going to allow the Bucks to come into their home stadium and beat them. Blah, 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 blah. I wanted to root for Tom Brady. I was in Tom Brady's corner, you guys. I said, you know what? Let me draft Tom Brady as my quarterback for my fantasy football team. He's still available in the sixth round. I'm taking him. These are the things I was saying to myself as I'm doing my draft. And I'm like, should I start Cam Newton or should I start Tom Brady in fantasy football land? I started Tom Brady because I was like, Tom Brady's a GOAT. Well, that game went completely opposite than what I anticipated. The Saints won, which I know many of you out there are like, duh. The Saints won. And the Bucks had every penalty from here to kingdom come. Let me tell you what happened, y'all. Every time the Bucks breathe, penalty. Look to the left, penalty. Look up to the sky to pray to God, penalty. Look down to tie your shoe, penalty. Oh, you cough wrong, penalty, plus get tested for COVID. Like, I feel like that's what happened. That game was filled with nothing but penalties six ways from Sunday. It was crazy. Tom Brady threw two interceptions. So I went from starting out with Tom Brady, who rushed, scored his own touchdown in the end zone, two yards rushing into the end zone, and... I get like 7.1 fantasy football points straight out the gate. But then he turns around and throws two interceptions and I lose like a point and a half. I was like, wait a minute. How do we move backwards, Tom? Tom, Tom, if I was the coach and I had those cool little Bose headsets with the little microphone, I'd be looking up because one, he's like six foot four and I'm like five, four. That's a foot right there. I'd be just looking up. Like, that's not a foot. It's way more than that. My math is completely off. It's probably because I don't have any coffee in front of me. (laughs) I would be looking up like, what the heck was that? Like, what was that? You're costing me points. And I believed in you. And then Gronk. Don't even get me started on Gronk. Gronk was rendered absolutely useless. At one point, I asked, why was he even on the team? He barely, what did he do? What, barely less than 11 yards? Received, what, two passes? They might as well just use Gronk in the third quarter when you need to get anywhere between two to maybe five yards, use him, and then have him sit down somewhere. Because clearly, I don't think they're effectively using Gronk. And Gronk, he was out there. I forgot. I didn't even know he was on the field. That's sad. 
That is sad. So yes, I'm very upset with the result of that because Tom Brady should have scored more. I know the Bucks have an interesting face-off against the Carolina Panthers this coming week. So we're going to see if Tom Brady does better. I know y'all probably, are you going to start Cam Master? Are you going to start Tom Brady? I don't know. I don't have an answer for you. I don't. Not yet. We'll see. Maybe I'll post it on my new YouTube segments for Not Your Average Cheerleader. So go there. Follow Ashley Gibbs, A-S-H-L-I-E, on YouTube. And you can see those segments. And you can finally see my face and how I look when I look at these scores and these results. Because <laughs> it's not getting any better. So 49ers versus the Cardinals. I did not predict this game, you guys. I don't even know what happened. I know y'all are probably, you purposely neglected your own team. I didn't do it. I did not purposely neglect my own team. I legit thought my team was going to beat the Cardinals. Y'all know I don't like the Cardinals. Y'all know when I did my list of teams, I do not like. Cardinals was at the top of that list under the Browns, which we're going to get to in a second. And we should have won that game. We should have won that game. We should have won. Cardinals beat us. Let me see. How can I count the ways that we screwed up? We screwed up because Jimmy G threw some interceptions. We screwed up because we weren't playing very good defense. It was off and on. We screwed up because we weren't consistent in offense. And then on top of that, Jimmy G needs to move in the pocket. If you see the pocket collapsing, Jimmy, don't stand there. Move out. Move now. Get some flexibility. I literally watched him. Stand there as the pocket was collapsing. And then once they got past the first line of defense, they went after Jimmy. So he got sacked like more than two or three times. It was crazy. I was just like, I don't understand what's happening here. Make that make sense. I don't understand how you don't know to move. Move out the pocket. It's collapsing. Don't stay there. And then on top of that, my own George Kittle, whose jersey I just purchased, he almost got hurt. Like when he, you could tell he was trying to walk it off too. He says, I saw him tweet. He said, he's feeling great. He's feeling awesome. So hopefully that was nothing. The um, commentators were not trying to speculate, but it seemed like he was good because he ended up coming back into the game. And hell, we needed him. We needed him because the yards that we got came from George Kittle. Whoever has George Kittle on their fantasy football team is just feeling great about themselves because whatever points they got from that game was because that guy was catching all the passes running everywhere. It was crazy. But no, hands down to all my 49ers faithful fans out there who are alongside with me, we all agree they could have played a little bit better. So we going to see this next time around. They face the Jets. They don't win this game. Let me tell you how I'm going to be on the next podcast episode. If we don't win this game against the Jets, if we don't win, y'all, I'm going to be going off on this podcast. I'm not even kidding. And by going off, I'm just going to have a ton of energy. That's what I mean. And not in a good way. Because this is my team. We we went to the Super Bowl last year. I don't understand. I was chatting with a coworker about this, and he was like, Well, y'all went to the Super Bowl last year. I said, Yeah, on a running game. And then half our wide receivers were injured. He was supposed to find Kendrick Bourne. I don't understand what's going on here, but we need to fix it. We need to fix it now. All I hear is Kyle Shanahan is the best with creating plays and offensive plays. It don't mean nothing if we can't execute it on the field. And that's all I have to say about that. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Cowboys versus the Rams. Y'all, the Rams won. The Rams beat the Cowboys. So I had a friend text me and he was like, it's going to be a long week because the Cowboys lost. And you know what I said back to him? I was like, you know, on my right side, on my shoulder, like Angel Ashley was like, hey, don't be mean. The Cowboys really tried. And then Savage Ashley on my left shoulder was like, nope, be honest, Ash, go all the way. 
Savage actually won because I told him, I said, well, if Dak Prescott wasn't so focused on trying to get every dollar he could for the little bit of work he's done, maybe he could have been practicing or training or doing anything else that would have contributed to him performing better in that game and working better with his team. That's just me. Savage. Yes. True. Probably. Because let's just face it. Cowboys lost 17 to 20. They failed on some third yards, third yard attempts that they should have had, and they didn't do well with that. They have a lot of work to do. Ezekiel Elliott showed up. Don't get me wrong, because they got some rushes in there. But at the end of the day, they still got some work to do. They really do. I'm not even going to waste my time going into it. We spent all summer long talking about Dak's contract. And now we're going to spend all season long talking about whether he's going to win or not. He's already lost one. Let's see if he can do better next time with the team. Work as a team. All right, Bears versus the Lions. I premised this result. I said the Lions. I was wrong. The Bears. Yes, y'all, the Bears. 2% winning chance, predictability winning chance. 2% came back and won the game. Tore it up. Can I say the first set of games that happened at 1 p.m. Eastern time were way better than the games that happened at 425 Eastern time? It just seems like the games that happened like with the Bears and like the Raiders and all those other, I don't know who else played like super earlier, like the Bills and all that stuff. Those games, they were just hungrier for the win. I don't know what that was, but I was just like, these games around 425 are kind of whack. It's like nobody, do y'all even want to play or y'all want to go home? Y'all tell me what y'all want to do, because that's how I felt. But the Bears, who started with a 2% predictability winning rate, came back and won the game. Crazy. Absolutely insane. But first of all, the Lions, shout out to Adrian Peterson, because bruh was like literally written off. They wrote him off. Guess who drafted him for a fantasy football team? I did. And I drafted in the very last round. They were like, Adrian Peterson. I, that, that's the comment I got from somebody. And I was like, trust me on this. And Adrian Peterson went on to score 14 points. Granted, he was on the bench, but he showed me what he can do. Now I'm ready to put him in. See, this is the stuff I'm talking about. Like, you got to take the people that are getting written off and start starting these people. They're going to come up with all the points. That's a strategy for whoever's out there. It does work sometimes. You just got to know how hungry they are. That's all. So getting into some of the other games that happened with the Browns, y'all know how I feel about the Browns. I literally ranted for about five minutes in one of my episodes in season one about how I don't like Baker Mayfield. And I was right. I was right. Guess what he did in the first, what, three to four minutes of the game? He threw two interceptions straight to the other team. Just straight to the other team. That is not a way to perform when you just started the game. Like, I don't want to just start the game and literally throw two interceptions in the first few minutes. So the progressive guy, that's what we're going to call him now. When you hear me say the progressive guy, I'm immediately referring to Baker Mayfield. Thank you to my colleague who mentioned that I should call him that. By the way, he is a Browns fan. Shout out to you. However, the progressive guy... (laughs) I didn't even want to watch his press conference because I was like, I don't even think I want to hear anything you have to say except how you plan on doing better from the six or seven points that you scored against God knows how many points the other team scored. There's just so many areas where you failed. I can't, I lost count. And you need to do better. You're the quarterback. Two interceptions straight out the gate. The game just started, bruh. Like we literally just got started. The snap wasn't a long time ago and you already threw two interceptions. I just, I can't. But on a good note, 
the Jaguars. The Jaguars won. And once again, I'm going to tell you guys, the Jaguars are the team to watch. They're just hungry. They're tired of being at the bottom. You know, you get to a place where you're just sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I feel like that's how the Jaguars feel. And that's why they're fighting so hard. And they won. And they're going to keep trying. I admire their perseverance. I admire their determination. I admire all those qualities. I can see it when they play. So, you know, I hope they do great things this year. I'm watching the Jaguars. And then the Raiders, look, I know, I know, I know. I know there are a few happy people out there. The Raiders had some chemistry, 34 to 30. They, yo, Carr was just out there finding them. And they are, the Raiders wide receivers are magical with how they catch the ball. Like they've mastered dragging that right or left foot. So everything's in as they're in a touchdown, like the end zone. I just, I've never seen that kind of, I wonder, is it true that NFL players like look at ballet or do yoga to like help their flexibility? Somebody please out there answer that question. Is it true that NFL players either look at ballet or yoga? Because just that, that, that technique, it, I don't know. It's just, it's mind blowing to me. It always just really gets me going every time I watch it. I'm like, yo, replay that bat. That was ridiculous. That magical catch. And then on top of that, we have the last part of this where I feel like the quarterbacks in some of the teams could have performed better. You know, golf, you had, um, I forgot his name. I forgot a few names, but basically every quarterback except for a handful that I just named that won their games. They need to do better. I feel like the hard work needs to be put in. We're going to see a lot in week two. I'm looking forward to seeing how that's going to go. I'm hoping my team does better. I'm interested to see who I'm going to start in doing that. Let's talk real quick about fantasy football as we get ready to close out. So just I know you guys, inquiring minds probably want to know. I played fantasy football this year, playing it right now. And I have a team, and I'm going to tell you who's on my team. And I'm not going to say who I'm going to start. I'm sure there's like a whole strategy to everything, you know, all that stuff. Because there's no secret who's on my team. So for quarterbacks, I drafted Tom Brady. Drafted Cam Newton as a backup. Okay. And then on top of that, I have Eckler as a running back. James White as a running back. Godwin as a wide receiver. Julian Edelman as a wide receiver. M. Andrews, who's a tight end. Um, I have him as well. He got me the most points. Shout out to the Baltimore Ravens. They crushed and killed it. By the way, drafted their defense. Killed it. I can't wait to see what they do week two. Yes, I drafted Rob Gronkowski. That's hard to say. And Gould. Gould got me the most points. He was the carrier for the, um, definitely for the San Francisco 49ers. Rob. Three points, Rob. Three. Bruh, so you did nothing. I need people to start earning their checks. And them checks are pretty big. And is that the ice cream truck? Really? Okay. I had Kendrick Bourne on the bench. I had Coleman, but I just traded him. I have Newton, Fitzgerald, Burkhead, Peterson, and M. Taylor, who I just traded. Peterson proved to be an asset. He got me 14 points. Tell you, I'm going to turn some of these guys who are written off into winners. Cam Newton got 25.7 fantasy points. Ridiculous. So I'm just saying, 
That's my lineup. I don't know who I'm starting. I don't know what other additional changes I'm about to make, but just know I am going to take some people who are written off and I'm going to turn them into winners. So hear my voice. The coaching starts now. I admit when I was yelling in here, I was going a little bit off. I had to walk it off in my living room, back to my kitchen, back to my room where I was trying to watch NFL Red Zone, which I subscribe. So (laughs) in doing so, thank you guys so much for joining me on season two, episode one. Stay with me. I appreciate the ones who have joined me already. If you haven't yet subscribed, it's probably only going to get more savage on here and we're only going to have more fun. And if you enjoy these, follow me on YouTube. Again, my name's Ashley Gibbs, A-S-H-L-I-E, for the Not Your Average Cheerleader segments that are also going to come as well. Always a pleasure. Remember, social distance, stay safe and support your black communities. Have a great day.